Welcome to Build with Rob. It is your host, Rob Deerdick. You know what it is. The CEO and founder of the Deerdick Machine, a one-of-a-kind venture creation studio where we what? We systematically fuse art, science, and magic to manufacture amazing. We manufacture amazing companies with the machine method, and we seek to manufacture amazing lives with a machine mindset. And that's what this show is all about. Life and business strategies, you know, uh, whether it's talking to our founders and partners at the Deerdick Machine or it's uh, talking to entrepreneurs and and sharing philosophies and ideas and questions with their business ideas and and questions about life strategies and how to be more balanced and how to be more focused and, and different sort of things to think. That's what that show's about. So if you like this show, you listen to this show, make sure you, you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. You want to be on this show. Uh, we invite everybody uh, who would like to be on this show to, to go to DeerdickMachine.com, uh, submit a video, uh, tell us about what you're doing, what questions you have, uh, some thoughts you may have, or something you'd like to discuss with me directly and, and join the show. You know, I think what I love so much about this show is, is I get to learn a lot as well. You know, I get to learn about every single person's company business. I get to 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 see their questions, their concerns, and then have a real conversation about, you know, not only how I've, you know, sometimes solved certain issues or have gone through something myself to share, but but you always in this format of just great discussions, you you know, both parties uh, learn a lot, you know, and and I again love doing this show. You know, I love talking all aspects of life and business, whatever it may be. Occasionally, you know, maybe I overdo it. You know what I mean? My wife might tell you, like, you know, I might be slipping into, like, you know, my my elevated, like, guru mode, you know, when we should just be watching a football game, something real simple. But it's it's something that I really enjoy doing, and this this show allows me to connect with a lot of great people uh, and have great conversations, you know. And, and you know, even recently I was you know, on a podcast with a friend and, and afterwards we were, we're talking about the importance of clarity, you know, and, and that clarity itself is sometimes very hard to find, you know, and, and depending on how chaotic your existence is being told to like, you know, the first thing you got to do is get clear. You got to be clear on what you do. You got to find clarity. You got to be clear. You got to define it, you know, but I want to reset how important it is um, and, and then talk through uh, just some considerations on, on how someone can go about evolving into, into getting clarity. But I believe anyone who wants to find success in life must relentlessly be seeking clarity, relentlessly, uh, because ultimately clarity gives you the ability to see the detailed goals that you need to see and detailed goals with systematized plans and action create belief and belief is where you actually can do anything that your mind can conceive, right? Because at the end of the day, you've got to manufacture that belief through clarity through detailed goals, through action, right? In order to believe that something is actually possible and that you go out and do it. And there's so many additional benefits to, to, to clarity, 
right? Because it's like, it's developed and understood and now you have learned it and it makes more sense to you. It's more easy to you. You understand more why you're doing it. You want to do it even more, right? It's like the better you understand something, the more clear it is, it makes it so much more doable in your mind. And the benefits of that are in everything. It's everything, you know, because you you want to have total understanding of why you're doing something. And then you want the belief that you can actually do it. And, and that all comes from relentlessly seeking clarity, you know. And for me, it's something that you, you don't just automatically become super clear right? Like no matter what, you're going to go through a process. But in, in this world where you're trying to evolve and be better and build a company, be more consistent, be stronger, be a better person, be a better version of yourself, create your ideal life. All of these things um, need to start with you taking action on just defining them, right? And, and even if you're not entirely clear in the beginning, like just Going through the process of defining what you want, you will begin to get clearer and clearer over time. Because the more energy you put into it, the more action you take towards it, the clarity will begin to build. It will reveal itself to you over time. And what that does is then energizes you, gives you more belief, allows you to uh, build a clear path and a more detailed plan as you begin to do it. But the thing about it is, is you have to try, you know, and if, if it's really hard for you to define uh, a goal, then you gotta, let me say, for example, if it's hard for you to define a much bigger goal, um, then you've got to break down into simple things that you know, you want to do, um, that are very easy for you to understand and, and do, you know, 10 small goals that you know you can do instead of one big one, right? And because a lot of times you get overwhelmed with like, you know, you want to do a company, you know, but, but how do I leave my job? And I don't know, I feel like I'm tired all the time. And like, oh, I want to work out too. Oh, oh but I got to eat healthy. Oh, I got to stop going out as much. Like you, you can, there's all of these different things um, that affect your ability to find clarity. And, and you've got to take the time to identify what those are and, and begin to knock those out one at a time in order to be able to look beyond what is clouding you. But, but like everything else in life, you got to take the action. And the moment you make the decision to do it is when everything changes. You know, I, I, people say it all the time, but like, you know, I don't care what it is. Um, whether it's starting a company, getting into shape, like, you know, e even if it's great uh, X factors, like trying to find a relationship, you know, uh, for me, before I met my wife, I decided I was no longer going to live this way. I started to think about who I needed to be before I uh, could create the place that would be a place where the woman I would like to be with would want to be. You know, there's all aspects of your life that require you know, defining in order to actually go out and realize. And that is, is one thing that I really implore in all aspects of your life is continually, relentlessly define 
what it is that you want to do and the things that you don't understand, learn everything about it uh, if it is, in fact, part of the goal that you want to achieve. Because the clearer you can make a goal, the more you believe it, the more energy you'll have towards it, the quicker you will accelerate towards it, the more belief you will build on the way there, and it will transition uh, from from pretty clear to super clear to in your mind, there's no doubt that you're going to achieve it. That is the process in everything that you do. You should constantly be putting energy into seeking clarity because ultimately that is going to be the quickest and clearest path to actually achieving what you want to do. And look, I think everybody's different in how it works for them. And again, on all these things, you just got to like, like put in the effort to identify um, and and really understand where you're putting in energy with with intention, and eventually it reveals itself to you with the right uh, amount of effort. You know, okay, that is my 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 preaching on clarity. I always will forever uh, be something that that I think is incredibly important. And the beauty of it is, is you'll get better and better at it over time. Uh, and eventually you'll preach to your friends. You got to seek clarity. You got to know where you're headed. Look at me. Because uh, that's that's basically what you'll find me in the corner at parties, uh, screaming life strategy at anyone that wants to hear it. All right. Well, look, this is what this show's about. Uh, getting together with great entrepreneurs and, and and people with ideas and questions and about life and business. So without further ado, let's welcome our first guest. Hello, my name is Patrick. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself before we dive into my idea. I grew up in a blue collar household. I have been working since well before I graduated high school and continued nonstop since. I attended the local community college while employed full time at Tennis Warehouse, where I would eventually work for nearly a decade. While there, I learned the ins and outs of the daily operations, gaining a strong eye for efficiency and organization until eventually deciding on committing to my own venture. So let me tell you a little bit about the concept that I have named Halfback. People are free to do what they want with their recyclable returnables. Most people just toss them in their blue recycling can at home and do not receive their 5 to 10 cent CRV per returnable. Instead of throwing their recycling away, get paid to sort it. Once a week, halfback drivers will collect returnable bottles and cans from neighborhoods and individuals that agree to sort their recyclables for cash, half the return value. Branded cans will be provided upon sign-up for easy curbside pickup. In a neighborhood of 2,000, with 25% participation at an average of $5 per pickup, after costs at one hour per 25 customers, that would equal $25 per hour in profit. I want Halfback to inspire a new wave of environmentally conscious individuals. Consumers should be excited to contribute towards a greener planet, not feel obligated. Paying them their due CRV, at least half, is an easy way to make that happen. I know Rob Deerdeck as a scare much like myself. 
Skaters are known for their determination and unrelenting desire to achieve. Dear Deck Machine embodies that spirit. That is why I hope we can work together and make Patrick welcome to Build with Rob. How are you, my friend? Hey, Rob. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Like, uh, you know, like I do like to do on this show, I uh, love to get the videos so I can get some background on, on on the different entrepreneurs and their visions. And I, I feel like uh, you certainly had an, a, an unusual path to sort of the type of product that you have landed on, uh, you know, because you, you went from working at, at the, the tennis world. What's the working in the tennis game that led to doing some social media that ultimately led to this? You know, my, mm-hmm. my, my question is, did you grow up playing tennis? Were you passionate at tennis? How's a guy end up in the tennis store for 10 years? No, that was just a warehouse job. That's just a nine to five for me. Oh, well, okay. So I learned a lot there. So, uh, oh, it's really like, so did you ever play tennis? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. We had okay. a court at the uh, workplace, so it was cool. You can go and play some games if you really wanted to. That's really funny. If you were about to say, like, no, no, I never, never, I'm not passionate <laughs> about tennis whatsoever. No, we have people that have never played tennis. You could work there with no tennis knowledge. Yeah. Hey, look, so, so you know, like, give me give me the, the one-minute pitch on sort of the vision of your concept and what you're hoping to achieve. Well, what I really want to achieve more than anything else is getting people excited about recycling. This is something that we all should be working towards in today's society, and we're going to have to, whether we want to or not. And this is just a good first step, I believe, in getting people to engage and realize that it's something worth pursuing. Yeah, and and look, and and to me, um, you know, recycling probably goes in waves, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's like especially California pushed pretty hard and and drove to like recycle bins and. And then that became, yeah, like really became like, you know, it kind of evolved. And then there's sort of a wave of like, we got to, and and then it's taught like at younger ages. And then it's on you as an adult mm-hmm. to decide if you want to continue on the journey right, uh, exactly. uh, of doing it. And and so it, it's kind of hit or miss. And, and so like what drove the idea of ultimately, you know, half back and and how does it work exactly? Because cause to me, I was still kind of trying to wrap my head around the economic side of, of how the business would work. So I'd, I'd love to just hear from you how, how the business itself would work and, and how you would execute it. Well, the business side is definitely something I'm still learning a lot about, and there is definitely a lot to learn. And so the economics as far as turning the profit are still somewhat being turned together. <laughs> yeah. But I believe that there is room to make that profit because there is money to be had. Yeah. And look, you know, when I'm, I'm start looking at it, uh, when I look at the CRV, California refund, uh, value, mm-hmm. right. Which is essentially split up into two parts. Uh, it's 24 ounces and below and 24 ounces and above. You get yeah. five cents for the smaller and, and 10 cents for the larger, which is essentially, uh, bottles, right. Or cans. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. And, and so you know, because I, I love, I love businesses where you really can start mapping out everything through these super clear metrics. You know, right. I, I love the idea that you hit me with, Hey, uh, in a, in a neighborhood of 2000 homes, if we can yeah. get 250, I can get it to $25 an hour in profit. I'm like, Oh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Yeah. There's lots of, uh, going right. There. So I get excited. Yeah, when any anytime anyone purchases a twelve pack of soda or beer, whatever it may be, 
you are paying out that CRV upon purchase. And so when you return your cans and bottles, they're giving you your money back more or less. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, in, in because of the metrics and how it works, I, you know, I, I really like to start looking at it because it basically reveals everything about the opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I started just kind of like trying to put together like how many under 24 and over 24 uh, cans and bottles. That, right, yeah. You know, so I, I guess what, what do you I, I said that the average family would have 30 a week. What do you what do you think? Uh, do you think that's, you know, I think it real low at five. That was really low. As far as I've done a little bit more research since, since then, I've done a little bit of a return recycling myself, and I've found that it will be probably higher than five bucks per can. Yeah, but but I'm saying from a no, I'm saying how many cans like does a family do per week, right? Like I was saying, like you know, probably you know twenty below twenty four ounce uh, cans or bottles, and then probably ten on an average week. I was looking at thirty containers essentially as like an average family is the first metric I hunted down. So you're talking about the individual returnable cans? Yeah. Okay. See, I had that a little bit higher actually, because I'm a soda person. I'm a beer person. I drink a lot of cans. I drink a lot of bottles and it adds up pretty quick. And so what do you think? Is it more like yeah, 60 where it'd be like 20 of one and, and or 40 of low? 70 plus. 70 plus. Least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause like really even at like the 20 and uh, 10, so it'd be 30 a week, like it, it ends up at like $2, right? Then when it goes to, you know, if you, if you go up to 60, now you're at four, right? You go up to, uh, you know, 90, let's just call it a hundred, right? You know, it's, it's, it still ends up in that, that two to four range, right? And, um, uh, two to five range. And then, uh, you're taking half of that because they get half of that back. Right. And, and so even, even if at, at, then I was like, how many of these could you do in a day? Right? Like uh, how, how many houses could you actually get to and check and, and get to it? You know, it was another, another sort of consideration. And I, I put it at like a hundred. Yeah. It really depends on the process and a little bit of the work ethic, obviously, but I think it's um, manageable to get at least 25, 50 in an hour. Oh, of homes. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that that that's pro- where it really, um, you know, because you, you got to think like to get to a house and then get to the next house and end their location. I think, you know, you'd have to put like a few, you know, three to, you know, I, I think you'd have to put at least five to 10 minutes in between each of those, you know. So I, okay. I'm, I, I put it like a little bit lower, but was still sure. putting it at like 100 a day. You know, yeah, I'm a hard and, worker. I'm pushing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, so even at a hundred a day in sixty cans, like it, it's still in seven hundred uh, a week. You know what I mean? You're still looking at like because of you're splitting that five and ten cents. Mm-hmm. Each sort of person that does that, especially if you did it yourself, it still ends up in this like thirty or forty thousand dollars a year. Right. You know, like, and that's that's where it it got it jammed me a little bit, right? Because okay. now, now, now to do almost like what's physically possible and, and then forget about the scale of the customer base on size. It's like really what could one man do? Cause ultimately right. that's really 
what it boils down to is like, what would one person be able to generate in revenue? And then what would you have to pay for them? And then what would be left over uh, for you, you know, and, and right. boy, those, those, those margins got pretty tight, right? Yeah, they do. They're tight. They do. You know, and, and now it, now it's work ethic and individual and not that it necessarily is about the money either. Right. Because no, that's, that's really, it's not about the money. It's about getting people excited about recycling and a little bit of money that helps. Yeah. And, and what I, 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 you know, and especially about the people who's recycling, right. Cause if, if you're already prone to recycle, you're not mm-hmm. doing it for money. You're doing it for the environment, right. You right. already believe yeah. in the cause. And I, I, I would implore you to consider, like, number one, take the time to really dial in those metrics purely um, mm-hmm. as it relates to how many you could do per hour, how much was done, how much can you make, and and really dial that in because, right. like, if you All can. Yeah, if you can prove that that's sustainable and just slightly profitable, then now you have something that somebody can invest behind that's metric based, yeah. right? That's super easy to follow. And and I and I I think there's a world where you could almost double up on the uh, actual like recycler, right? And be like, Hey, we're going to take your cans and the money you would have got. We're going to take half for our work to get it, but then we're going to take the other half and put it into environmental causes. Yeah, absolutely. There's you know what I mean? A charity be- option. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's like, now you got a bigger story because you're not going to mm-hmm. convert people to because they're going to end up making like a few dollars. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. going to, mo- money's not going to motivate them as much as like, Hey, if you do this, instead of just throwing it in the recycler and letting, letting them res- like restore, uh, sort it themselves. This is what like, I'm on a mission to do to not only, um, to drive people to recycle and make recycle exciting, but then make recycling double its value to the earth yeah. and what we can accomplish together. Absolutely. You know, it, it's like, if you can kind of solve those two things, I think like, like you, you have something that somebody could get behind and that you could have more clarity on basically yeah, developing a team because you don't necessarily need to, like raise the money, right? Like you get to do, you get to be the first person. And if you can drive the revenue, uh, to 50,000 a year, call it 5,000 a month of which a thousand goes to a charity. And you can say, Hey, every, every, I can do this easy and consistently right now. You, uh, you, you look to hire people to be like, Hey, this is how much time it'll take. You'll get 45, you'll keep five and give the 10 to charity, right? If every, every body's worth 60,000 in revenue, right? You end up with this beautiful matrix of how you get to scale body by body. And then eventually if you have, you know, a hundred bodies, uh, now you're getting 5,000 off of a hundred of them to, to be working on top of the impact that you're making both from recycling and donation. There's a beautiful matrix in there. You know what I mean? And I think that you, you know, and, and I might be overrunning you here, you know what I mean? With, with the, with the, this way of looking at it, No, I love to hear, man. you know, but I, but I think it's definitely worth 
looking at it that purely because you can uh, you can be the the guinea pig for optimizing it and getting it into like okay you only want houses in this radius this is how you want to build your material like there's a world where it's just your time in the beginning and then the beauty of it is you know you get to grind it out on like you know if it is even possible or not and by the time you bring on the next person, you would have figured it out and optimized it. But yeah, that's more to tell them. Involved. Yeah, and I love ideas that work like this because they it it's they there's so much truth in the numbers in these ideas, right? And yeah, there's no lying here. Definitely yeah, not. and like you know how many hours it's going to take. You know, like the number of houses is a real number. The number of cans and bottles of each of those houses is a real number. All of these things are real numbers that yeah. that you get to build this behind. And if you take a little bit of time, like and define that, and then go out and do it, I think you you you're definitely going to understand if you really want to do it and then it's true potential you know yeah i think that's great advice and it's definitely something i'm going to work towards and you got some questions for me man what, what were the questions uh well i got one question in already but one thing i've always admired about you is your endless positivity and i just kind of wonder what's your secret for maintaining that even through something like a failed business venture yeah, I mean, look, you know, I've definitely always been positive, right? And and I would argue that I've had more success than failures. That's reinforced that, right? So I, okay. I think I I think I've gotten really lucky on always being able to be on the 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 positive side of things that allowed me to maintain it. It never got broken from me. Yeah, I love that you're willing to admit that. That's really yeah. great. And, and but I would say this. I would say that as that still didn't mean I didn't go through highs and lows, no, of course right? Not, of course. But as I realized and began to like sort of self-evaluate and understand myself better and begin to ask myself, why was I going through those? That these, these, all of these things began to become clear, right? So I'm, I began to design my life and everything that I chose uh, to do in my life around avoiding going through the highs and lows and how do I get better and better? And that required, you know, having, uh, uh, financial strength and, and the right savings and the financial health and stability. It required having me, uh, being stronger and healthier, having a great relationship, all of these sort of interconnected systems that I love to talk about in life. I worked on balancing those so that yeah. I, it's much easier today for me to maintain and basically live in a perpetual state of positivity. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, so I admire that greatly. I admire you know, that greatly. And 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 I I am certainly lucky because I had a great foundation. I had a father that was super optimistic that made me feel like you know always uh, there was always a bright side to everything. I implore that in my children. I'm like, boy, we are so lucky. You know, like everything. Look how amazing life is. I really try to let let it feel like this is an extraordinary life because I know my dad feeling like that is the it reason is. that I was able to get there. But I know a lot of people didn't have that foundation. And it's really, really on you to to get better and better at understanding the things that just pull from that positivity, right? And it's like, you know, if you... You know, you know, my mom will get all caught up on Fox and, you know, be wow. like in a stewie, you know, like, oh, like, ah. yeah. and it's yeah. like, you know, and to me, I stay away from all of these different type of things that have no bearing on all my goals, my ambitions, my happiness. 
um, that that l- lead to an even further sort of isolation, if you will, from negativity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, gotcha. and it's just a matter of being self aware that that's a possibility. If you mm-hmm. believe you can build a life that'll lead you to more positive than negative days, and you start to see it happening, then by the time you go through the bigger swings, you'll have more belief in in the upside, and the downside won't be as yeah. harsh or as permanent because you know when you're feeling half empty man you hate everything you know what i'm saying hey when you're feeling half empty you wish you were back in the tennis warehouse where it was nice and easy you know what i'm saying (laughs) you know because people underestimate like how important like like structure can actually be like even though you're like man i don't want to live nine to five but you know make no mistake the beauty of that nine to five is is it it does not it and it doesn't take from your mind share you know, like right. you're, you have the ability to spend energy and evolving and, 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 and savoring all these different things with that spare mind share, because you're in the machine of the nine to five. When you right. venture out and build your business or start a new, uh, a new job that you're not as familiar with, boy, your mind share is now torn apart of trying to figure yeah, out all these new things. Yeah. And, and, and especially when you go and build a business, boy, then now it's like your mind share. You, you think you just escaped the nine to five to get basically the 24 seven, because <laughs> trust me, when, when your business is sideways, you have nightmares about it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you are, you're having dreams of why you can't uh, get anybody to join in your recycle vision. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I wasn't so concerned about the nine to five. I was losing sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so look, you know, I, I think, think it's it's certainly something that I think everybody uh should know that you can grow and build over time uh not that you can just all of a sudden just turn it on because it's no different than thinking you're going to go work out on it with adrenaline you know what I mean <laughs> like oh I'm being cha- let me get in the jaw and yeah. then like oh I'm going to be able to be on adrenaline every time I get in the gym you know it's it's yeah. you've got to build a, a a world around your energy that keeps you in a positive state uh gotcha. you got to do it with purpose you know I love it, man. Thank you. All right. Well, look, uh, I, I hope I hope that all makes sense for you. I, you know, I I love the vision and and what the possibility is. I really think you can map this thing out, uh, number for number, get it yeah. sorted and optimized. And I I think you could you could get it to a place where it becomes effortless for you, effortless to share. And hey, even if you make. Uh, you know, a, a thousand off of each person that you have do it or 500, there's a metric in there that gets you to your financial goal that's sustainable and is making a difference in, in, in the planet and a great cause, you know? Absolutely. So, so I'll so make a start on that right away, man. Work those numbers, man. I, I can't wait to see you bring it alive. Thank you, man. Hey, Appreciate hey, it. and one more thing. I, the name halfback will be too confusing for this concept. You know what I mean? That was the first, that was the first, uh, first thought. Yeah. So make sure you make sure you, you sharpen that name to give back to like give better or like okay. save together. Like, you know, like oh, double, yeah. double the savings. You know what I mean? Like some, like, you. you know, like, like recycle squared, right? You, yeah, you know, kind of cheap. Yeah. Cause halfbacks about the money. Like it, like yeah. really your value proposition is taking recycling and doubling it, right? right. Like, cause you're like, Hey, you were going to recycle anyway, but let me take it, do the sorting and the money from sorting. I'm going to give to charity. It's uh-huh. recycled squared. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Feel I'll free to use it. That. Feel free to use it. <laughs> Thanks Rob. <laughs> All right. Take care. Be good. Hello. My name is Tulsa. That's 
It's like Tulsa, Oklahoma. Never been there, though. I am almost 27 years old. I live in Illinois, uh, about a little over two hours from Chicago. Uh, late teens, early 20s, I started to develop more of a sense of style and wanting to look cool. Um, really just for me, you know, look good, feel good type of mentality. There was a point then when I started making my own clothes for myself, uh, with dye stuff or like try to sew, which I'm not very good at, but uh, my buddy Sean's like, why don't we sell these, you know? Not too much longer after that, I built the website and we got the ball rolling. I still run every aspect of the business myself. Um, you know, the, the make it, I make everything, which is my favorite part. <laughs> um, yeah, take pictures and rinse and edit the pictures and uh, create ads and run the ads, and, uh, even SEO work. I do it all, I've been doing it all for four or five years now. Everything's one of a kind, uh, nothing is gonna be duplicated. You're never gonna see the same item from us twice. So when you get your item, it is special to you. I can use the same colors on something, but it ain't gonna be absolutely identical. The one you have is one of one. I wanna continue to see where this takes me. Um, this business has like changed my life so far already, and I just want to continue to ride the wave and see where it goes. We'll continue to learn and grow, like I said. Thank you, whoever's watching this. I don't know if it goes straight to Rob or not. I appreciate I appreciate anyone on the other end. Thank you. Tulsa Tally, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you? Thank you, Rob. This is a huge honor. I, I've been a fan for a long time, and my entire family is a fan, so greetings from my family as well. <laughs> now, look, I, I, I also... Uh, heard before we jumped on here, a parrot in the background. Is the parrot also yes. a fan? Does the parrot all ever watch um, ridiculousness? You know, the TV is literally five feet from the parrot upstairs, so he probably hears your voice 20 hours a day. Oh, man. <laughs> what a joy. What a joy from, from everyone in the family all the way to the parrot. Well, look, we're not here to talk about TV or parrots. No, we're, we're here not. to hear about your business. Good note, man. Tell me, Tell me about it, man. It's something I started in, really started executing in 2017 in July. I launched the website and uh, yeah, just from then we just keep the ball rolling, keep doing amazing things. I keep landing myself in these crazy positions that uh, are just mind blowing to me. And uh, yeah, uh, our stuff has just gotten tremendously better over the years and I hope to keep growing it that way. And, and so basically it is, is just your form of, of every single product has tie dye on it. Tell me about sort of the inspiration for the designs and, and, and what it is as a brand. Off the start, I really just made clothes for myself when I started kind of getting into fashion more in my late teens, early twenties. Yeah. From there, I started making my own clothes and, uh, my buddy, Sean, he mentioned, man, we should maybe start trying to sell these. And I was like, Okay. Sounds good. We had the the business name, which I love. Good note, you know, kind of always end on a good note, positive vibe type deal. Mm. And uh, yeah, we started selling them um, off the start. Just terrible. The worst stuff you can imagine. Looked awful. But, you know, as anyone practices a craft over the years, you get better and better. Now I think we're in a spot where our quality is top notch. I pride ourselves on that. And the designs are great. I mean, you always say manufacturing amazing, man. We are just yeah. manufacturing amazing over here. It is beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> hey, hey, and then I really do like the name Good Note. Like I didn't, I didn't yeah. hearing you say it uh, on the positive vibes. Uh, always end on a good note. Like I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it when I looked at the website. Not on the social media. I never saw that anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that's a 
it's a gem of a concept uh, that I think you you should double down on and put a little put a little prevalent. Uh, yeah, yeah, just put some energy into it because it, it's not a hundred percent like um, hearing you say it like made me feel some type of way. I was like, oh, from good. I was con- I was going to ask you what does good note even mean, and then when you hit it, I'm like, oh wow, that's actually yeah. a super unique way uh, to to have a. Sp- to have a title and a name that's positive and on some positivity, you know what I mean? It's very cool. Yeah. And I mean, over time it's became more and more, uh, meaningful to me because, you know, the business has just changed my life completely. So end on a good note. And that's what I intend on doing, you know, years and years and years from now, when I grow this thing to whatever the levels I can get it to, you know? Yeah. And look, you know, and and I would implore you to, to define what that is, you know, like really being like, man, if I could just, get it to, you know, $500,000 a year. And I could net after paying people a hundred thousand a year, like, and then I could uh, buy a house and live my life. Like whatever, whatever it may be, the, the starting first with what you want out of this business and then, then developing the pathway to get there is going to make every decision you make more clear. You know, because it's like if you're like, okay, I, that means I have to sell this many shirts, okay, or I could add, you know, these additional items that then I could sell that. I would need 25 different stores to sell this many and sell this much online. The clearer you can define exactly how to work that plan backwards towards what is complete success for you, the better and clearer you're going to be to be taking the action to get there rather than. Just starting it with some homies and being like, this is a good idea. And then running it like you're running it with the homies forever. And then just being like, man, you know, maybe maybe we get on uh, the local news and it pops off. Maybe we get on. Uh, I, have, I have been on a local news. I know. Uh, I watched the video. Watch man, I watched the video, man. Who was that? <laughs> Paula Sands Live, man. We were, <laughs> we were out here on Paula Sands Live, man. Oh man, hey, look, I really enjoyed the video because your homie's like, don't curse, don't curse. Like and, that was my biggest concern. You know, and then you got out there and you just you, you just executed on live television with old Paula Sands and she gave you props. <laughs> she said you did a really good job, you know. Oh, awesome. And, and even then it's like, oh, okay, is Paula Sands gonna give us enough viewership? Then it's like, man, I, I found my way to build with Rob. I'm 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 live with Rob Dyrdek right now. You know what I mean? Like, is Rob Dude, gonna make this thing go, you know. And and look, I'm uh, again. I, I I go back to this idea that you should consider just building some clarity into a plan, even though it's not in your nature, but just defining it so that your action that you're taking gives you a better chance of making it um, and moving with clarity towards that goal. You know. Yeah, I kind of have two separate goals in mind i don't like the route i'm taking now we've gotten into two physical stores yeah but they're kind of like the artisan like co-op stores where you, you there's a commission involved and stuff like that and um i don't know if i want to keep taking that route and getting more and more and more stores like that or if i want to try to get right into like the giant like franchise stores selling you know then 700 stores around the united states you know i don't know i i think the possibilities are truly endless yeah. And and look, I think you make that decision. You hunt down all of those and make that decision because there's a lot of plus and minuses uh, with everything uh, as it relates to how to manage the business and scale the business. But I know you got some questions for me. What do you got? Well, the business question is uh, just because you're so 
go, I mean, great at what you do at this point in your life. Um, what would be like if exact position we switch places, what are your next five steps? What are you, what are you executing immediately to keep the ball rolling forward? Look, again, I think as I started, I think number one is building a clear plan based off of the life that you want to live and how this business serves that life. Right. And, and then designing all the steps that you actually need to go and do to realize the this business, the way that it would help you realize um, a, a great life. Because you, what you don't want to do is just be kind of like a ship at sea without a plan or a strategy and then then allowing the business to become a burden. Right. Like you don't yeah. you, you just you just don't you want to have keep setting clear milestones and goals and and taking a shot with it with achieving that and then making adjustments rather than like getting into a place where you just live frustrated of like constantly trying like just waiting for something to happen um, rather than taking the action to, to see what yeah. is the right path to happen. You know, I, I think one thing, you know, you're making and designing the product and and I see you did the collabs with the artist and some other people. Yeah. I think I think really trying to find like hey, we do this super unique version of tie-dye like and trying to do collabs with people would at least build your name. I think that's one way uh to be- begin to market it. I I do love the idea of trying to hunt license deals, right? Like if yeah. you could if you could go out I've and about that with like wrestling and stuff because i'm a huge wrestling look fan. look if you could go and get where uh independent tie-dye shop and like vince give us the hardy one or whoever <laughs> it might, you know whatever it may be it's like you get something like that now you you get this new pull for your business that that can have people discover it because it's a new way of presenting what they're already have an appetite for as a consumer in this new cool look and feel. I, I think you you really hunt those down because those can be game changers and they're big for for a lot of different brands. You know what I mean? Like our for my alien workshop skateboard company before, you know, I gave it away. I actually gave it away. Uh, Back to the investors, a, yeah, They're like the initial people, yeah. initial owners. Yeah, yeah, look at you, look at you. It was the right I thing know to you, do, man. I it know was the you. right thing to do. <laughs> but we did these big license with uh, with Warhol and Keith Haring, and I mean, they're selling it. They're selling in like auctions right now for significant money. So, you know, there's 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 always these opportunities to go out and get unlikely licenses that can create people that would just be looking for. Uh, you know, a certain brand and then find your brand connected to it. Yeah. I, I like that. But but I'll tell you one that, that I'll tell you something that, that you did that I really liked that I'd never seen before. And it was the couple's tie dyed interlocking photo on your social media. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Where it and was like with that more with families and stuff. too. You know what I'm saying? Where it was like like the the the, the stripe, like one shoulder was tie dyed on the girl, the other on the guy in the center. They connected and made like one big design. I just yeah. had never seen that before. And, and it's yeah. this idea of like like this this connection shirt, like, and this connection moment that's now Instagrammable. It's now uh, a gift for how it, it's now like for when we're going to go to Disneyland, we're going to do whatever. I'm, I just think selling them in two pairs, like his and hers or two best friends, oh, his yeah, and his, yeah, yeah. like really kind of selling it as this connection. That's now something that's never been done, you know? And so in a crowded space, you're, you would have something that was unique in a way that 
that has all of these intangibles on the marketing side uh, that that make it super unique and desirable compared to just having tie dyed. You know what I mean? So that that's a couple things that I just really really thought was was potentially compelling and interesting. We yeah, uh, uh, we kind of got a, a little bit of that in the works. Uh, not just a couple, but like in, in family. Um, my buddy Sean, he just ordered a bunch of stuff for his uh his kids for Christmas. Hopefully I don't spoil that for, for, for them, but, uh, he, uh, he, his plan is to get a big old picture with all of them wearing it. So it's going to be, you know, like five, four or five people all together wearing the same thing. And that, that's, that'd be great for yeah. Hey, Facebook look, and dad, it is you know essential. I mean? <laughs> it is essential that they lock together and create a design rather than just all yeah. being in the same design. That was the beauty of like, um, that photo is like when they hugged, it created the black stripe between yep. them going down. And then it was like the two opposite tie dyes on either side. So it now created almost like one big shirt design when they like, you know, put their arm around each other. Like, that's what I hey, think. Hey, uh, I'm going to hit that, hit that hard for Valentine's day. Yeah. You know that, I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like that is, that is right there. Like that, that couple one now is this unique position for your own personal brand. And it's like, you know, start Valentine's off on a good note. Hey. Yeah, man. You know what hey. I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You put it together. You know what I mean? Like that, that's um, what I just really think is some things to consider. Um, but again, I, I, I am imploring everybody. It, you know, you really gotta you gotta start at the end with the business and and define the yeah, pathways yeah. and, and just and figure out what you want out of it specifically, and then try all the pathways to make that happen till you make one work. You know, and because that's going to give you much more peace, much more purpose, and ultimately fulfillment when you figure out the one that works and it gets you there. You know what I mean? And it might may require trying all the things we talked about, right? Like the couple shirt, yeah. it could be licensed stuff. It could be the, you know, it could be license only. That's the hero of it. You know what I mean? It could be collaborations only, you know, but but either way, it's making sure that you sort of set a a goal on how much that you need to sell, how much it's going to cost you to make it, and ultimately how much of that are you going to net, and how do you make that consistent to live the life that you ultimately want to live? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know you got another question for me, man. What's your other question? Just how do you remain so calm and into it and, and zoned in under high-pressure situations all the time? Um just very seem to be a master at it at this point, but I'm I'm just trying to learn myself how to. And, and, and what's high pressure to you? Right, I'm I'm curious to uh, see this the whole, right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, do you feel more pressure here or Paula Sands? Um, I would say here just because of you, but yeah. that one was live TV, and live TV is a different animal. You know, I yeah. mean, of course, I'm preaching to the choir, but yeah, yeah, just I don't know. It's, Kind of the same feeling, but this one's really meaningful to me just because I've been a fan for so long. Yeah, and, and look, and you don't seem like you're under pressure in any way, shape, or form. Do you feel under pressure oh, in life and you. business and, and other aspects of your life? Um, Hit and miss. Some days are yep. fantastic. Some days are like, wow, this is... I, sometimes it's like, did I bite off more than I can chew? And yeah. then, you know, a week later, you're like, no, I handled it. I pushed through. I'm there. Yeah. And then, you know, it's just a cycle of that over and over. And I'm trying to get like super optimized. I know how you live this crazy optimized and 
with time and and then how in tune you are with your mind, body, and soul is just very impressive and admirable. And I I strive for that eventually. You know, I'm working working towards that. Yeah, and look, and I think like when you ask like how do you say stay so calm under pressure, it's because I've worked so hard over time to uh, avoid those loops. Right. Those big loops of like, you know, where all the doubt comes in. I shouldn't even, what am I even doing? Whatever. Like that. And then something positive happens again. You're back on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. It's like I worked really hard to eventually evolve away from all of those and, they, and to where they got smaller and smaller over time uh, to where they eventually now hardly ever even loop. Right. It's almost like something may pop up, then I just handle it immediately, but it never pulls me down. Right. And, and again, it's, it's, um, many more years of work and, uh-huh. and really, really deciding like I didn't want to live like that. I wanted to get to a place where it was really steady and balanced and I had to define what that was. Then I had to go out and try to do it and then get better and better at it over time, you know, and, and again, almost like a trial and error. <laughs> right. And, and, but you want to, you want to do it with purpose. You want to always know what pulls me down, but what pushes me up and then begin to like, look at how do I begin to, um, eliminate or change the things that are always the same things pulling me down. Cause you'll end up realizing it's the same sort of things and so it's like once you you knock out four or five of those, then then the dips aren't as deep and you can begin to to optimize and then ultimately have more consistency at the higher side to to push your goals further and be happier and more motivated because of what you've been able to do with yourself and watching yourself grow over that time. It's just something I think uh, you should consider. But look, this is what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to, I want you uh, to send me out. Look, no, no, no. Here we go. Here we go. I'm going to end this conversation on a good note. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Bring it. Look, I (laughs) want you to send me out. um, I'm going to go online. I'm going to pick a couple of styles Hit me with mm-hmm. some sizes, and I'm gonna wear mm-hmm. a good note sweatshirt on ridiculousness. Okay, and I'm gonna wear. <laughs> I'm gonna wear you this. You lost me. You look, lost me. Look, you're gonna tune into ridiculousness with your mom, your dad, your girlfriend, and above all, your parrot. And you're going to see <laughs> Rob Deerdeck rocking a good note tie dyed hoodie. Okay, so you have. No idea. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I want that one too. Oh my gosh! And look, I'm not going to promise you that it that it uh, explodes your business, you know, because you do know they do play like a hundred of them a day. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you will at least have the feather in your cap to know that you said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to this guy, send in a video," which led to like, "Wow, he brought me on the show. He even watched my Paula Sands live video." And man. <laughs> If he didn't just decide to get a couple sweatshirts and rock them on ridiculousness, you know, so I, I not just you, man. I'd love to hook up the whole family. We got kid sizes and everything. Yeah, and, and you know, if you know me, you know I love matching kid and family photos. Um, if I got a matching family with that deer or a matching uh photo with the deer egg family, that's a game changer in itself, man. Okay, well, look, I I, I appreciate meeting you. I, I really think you got to stay focused on defining really what success is for you in both life and business, and, and design it and keep pushing. Uh, and I and I really wish you the best, man. 
keep 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 pushing oh. on the dream man thank you so much and i can't wait to see you wearing good note on that uh on that stage out there man i look forward to it man well there you have it another episode of build with rob Again, thank you to everybody that listens to the show. All the feedback's been amazing. Thank you to every single person that's liked and subscribed. Of course, wherever you listen or watch the show, make sure you do that. Um, and, and thank you to everyone that's that's you know spent the time to make a video and come on the show. I've, I've just absolutely loved doing the show. Love connecting, love engaging, love talking business and life. But you know that. You absolutely know that. So again, you want to be on the show, you want to pitch us an idea, just want to pitch us the questions and stuff you want to be on, go to DirtDickMachine.com. Uh, you want to become a machinist, be a part of our process. Come in, collaborate with us. You can also sign up to be a machinist there. And look, if you're living your life right now and you don't know what to do, first thing you got to do is determine exactly what you want that life to be like. Then you got to create a plan to live that life. Then you got to take the action to make sure that that life becomes a reality. See it, believe it, do it. Till next time. <laughs>